because I don't want God giving me something that I can't handle. Amen. Amen. In other words, I want to be ready for it. Yes. Now, when you think about patience, you got to think about who, who you, have, you have to think about. Well, man, I'm getting ahead of myself. You got to think about all the patriarchs. And, you, and when you think about all these people, I mean, you go with uh, who, who? Noah. And when I think about Noah, how long did it take him to build the ark? A hundred years. One hundred years. And while he was building the, the ark on dry land, and, uh, and he was a, a righteous preacher, I'm sure that ark was big enough to hold more than eight people. And he kept preaching, the rain's coming. And, he's, and, and this ark is big enough for whoever wants to join us and help us build this ark. But what did they do? They laughed at him and scorned him. This man's building an ark has never even rained. What is rain? What is rain? What are we doing at Sea Life Church? We're building an ark. Well, what are we doing? You, you're, you're, what are you doing when you come to church? There, there's an ark of safety that you're building, not just for yourself, but for your family and generations to come. You, when you come out, see, when you come to church, see, see, there's a lot, there's, see, there's still people that they're in our church, they're not making it into church. They're, they're not realizing the value of, of, of the church being the pillar of truth, they're, 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 they're misguided in some way, thinking that they can get it somewhere else when this is where they need to be so they can get the tools to build the ark so that when the storms of life comes, which will come, that you will float above and not be sucked down under. And so right now, you don't realize what you're getting, but you're getting so strong in the Lord because the storm is coming. The storm is coming to try to suck you down in the muddy grubs of life and try to suck you where it will take. See, the devil is after your hope. Yes, amen. Yes. See, if you have no hope, you've got no faith. Amen. So the devil wants to invert hope in your life. In other words, he wants you to think it's just going to get, it's just going to go from bad to worse. The devil wants you to get in a vision of, of, of destitution. He wants, to, he wants to get you a vision that it ain't going to, it's not working. Who told you it's not working? Just look around. Who told you? I, I listened to um, Todd White. I was watching him yesterday. Man. That man's on fire for God, man. I'm just trying to catch up with him. Amen. And um, he, he was saying that he prayed for over, you know, talk about patience. This man heard a message. Glory to God, I'm going off my script. This man <laughs> heard a message. And uh, he was actually in church, just got saved. And the pastor had a healing service and prayed for this person that had terminal cancer. And they got a report back that the terminal cancer was healed. And, 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 and Todd said, wow. And he said, Mark 16, 15 says, if you, you can pray, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And, and he came up to his pastor and says, if it works in a church, it could work outside the church. I mean, if God can heal people in the church, what could he do outside the church? And so he started praying for people. And he started praying for an average of 10 people a day. And, and, and hadn't seen a result. Think about that. Somebody, you got a problem with your leg, not operating in the gifts, just going by faith. 
And he did this day after day after day. One day turned into a week. One week turned into two weeks. A solid month and had not one positive report of somebody being healed instantly. And then he went to the second month. Nothing. Prayed for him. How do you feel? I still feel rotten. Okay. Well, praise God. Just keep going. And you know, can you imagine praying for people and nothing happening? Now, I, I, I can't wait to talk to him because, because he, that's his testimony. But the Bible does say as they went, they were healed. So he doesn't really know all the prayers, if it did affect them or not. He just didn't see a report at that moment. Ooh, man, that's some revelation there. Just because you don't see anything happening doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because you pray a prayer and you're believing and you stand on the word of God and you don't see all the symptoms leave your body doesn't mean the power of God's not working in your body. Oh, you listen to what I say, Jay. In other words, you've got to keep the switch of faith turned on. You've got to still believe that the power of God is working and that you are recovering. So he kept praying and praying and praying. And he, and he prayed for he, he, over a thousand people. And as far as he was concerned, nothing happened. But then he got into a meeting. Of course, he doesn't tell about this stuff all the time because I study this man, you know, because I want to know, man, this guy's doing it. You know, it's, it's something about just hearing the word. You know, we come in here and we hear the word. Oh, yeah, pastor, you really got me fired up. And then you get home. I'm so fired up. Where's that lazy boy? Let's talk about this. Let's talk. About, he talked about, yo, let's go out to eat. He talked about witnessing and doubling your, your, your money at the table. Uh, uh, we can't afford that. And that waitress was a real jerk. Uh, they're not even going to get anything. You know? and, and we don't realize that we're here. Listen, the circumstances shouldn't control you. You need to control your circumstances. The darkness was never meant to swallow us up. No, the light in us was always meant to swallow the darkness up around us. The light in us is greater than the darkness, the setbacks, the disease, the weakness, whatever sin you might be dealing with. No, the light of God's power is greater than the weakness that you're dealing with, your kids are dealing with, whatever you're dealing with. No, God's word is greater. God is greater. He's greater. Some of you, it's a miracle that you're sitting here today. Because you might have quit just 50, 20 times last week. I ain't going out there to hear that pastor pump me up. That's all he tries to pump me up. And nothing ever happens. Because you're sitting here lazy, boy, not doing anything. Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was thinking about getting one of those massage chairs. So I would never leave the house. I'll just be an intercessor prayer, prayer person. Just pray that everybody else will do it. Listen. I'm not against intercessory prayer, but there's a time to pray, but there's a time to get out there. So he prayed, but he was in a meeting, and in the meeting, he, was, he, he heard, and it was a healing meeting, and, and the minister, uh, and he was thinking about being, um, he, was, uh, he was studying a, a scripture that talks about being um, um, uh, uh, baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Anybody ever heard about being baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit? And, and, the, and the minister up there said, you've been thinking about being baptized in the, whole, the fire of the Holy Spirit. He said, God's doing that right now. And the Holy Spirit went all over him. 
And you go, ah! How would you like to have the Holy Spirit come on you like that? How would you like to have, oh my Lord! And I'm telling you, the fire of God got all over him. He was like, he said, how do you feel? Get it off me! <laughs> Why? Because the power of God, when it hits human flesh, you're going to do a couple things. You may see people fall out because the power of God will knock you down. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? The power of God will set you free. Some of us need to be set free, not of the devil, of yourselves. Oh, now I'm preaching today. In other words, you need to start forget about what people think. It doesn't matter what they think. It matters what God thinks. Because people aren't your judge. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Yes. So we got we to get a revelation of God's love. Glory to God. And so, he, so he, he got that. And the next day, you know, because he would be always praying and nothing was happening. And the next day, guess what happened? Uh, uh, he had a thought. This man has two vertebrae that's... that's um, that's um, pinched or something like that, some wrong leg. He said, do you have two vertebrae? And he gave the, he, the description, and it just came to, it popped in his head. And the guy said, yeah, how'd you know? He said, I don't know. He just came to me. He said, you mind if I pray for you? He prayed for me, and the guy got healed. What? He just kept doing it. He would have kept doing it. Kept doing it until he found that scripture. As they were healed, they, as they went, they were healed. And that would have validated all the other times. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? What am I saying today? You just can't give up and quit. Amen. Amen. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying the patriarchs had opportunities to quit all the time. Who's the patriarchs? The people in the Bible. They had opportunities to quit all the time. I mean, Noah could have quit, but he did. He built the ark. Abraham, the father of our faith. The father of our faith. How long did it take him to see the promised child? 25 years. Remember at first we started serving God, he threw Sarah under the bus a couple times. Does anybody remember that? Do you know that, that Abraham was in a process of becoming the father of faith? Are you, he, wasn't, he wasn't the same Abraham when he started off with God until, until the end. In other words, he was in a incubation period. Some of us are in an incubation period. If I'm saying it right. Some of us are in a process. We're, we're, we're growing. There's a process. We're growing in the fruit. Yes, you know, patience. Yes, another word for patience is perseverance. We, we have to persevere through the muck and the mire of this life until we see the promise. And Abraham, you know, you know did a flesh thing. Had, had you, know, uh, you know, with Hagar, had a, had a son with Hagar and Ishmael. And, you know, and then finally God, you know, stopped talking to him for about 10 years. He was all wrapped up in Ishmael. Sometimes we, 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 we get off on something else when God's supposed to be, he wants us focused on the vision and the dream that he has for us. And sometimes when we don't see it happening, we start shifting to other things, making, hopefully that would be, that would fill our boat. You know what I'm saying? That would fill our glass. But you know, no, 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 keep doing what God's calling you to do. I might be preaching to myself, but keep calling Doing what God wants you to do. And Abraham finally got to a point where God said, came to him and said, walk before me and, and, and walk before me. 
And so, and, and Abram's name was changed to Abraham, means father of many nations. God called him a father of many nations before he had the promised child. And you're going to have to start calling those things that be not as though they were. You're going to have to start calling light in a dark area. You're going to have to start speaking the, the Word of God. And as you speak the Word of God, in faith. The problem is we speak it, but it's not in faith. It's still in doubt and unbelief. I'm trying to believe God. No, you've got to speak it in faith. You've got to believe. How do you know you're in faith uh, in the promises of God and what you're standing on? Check your attitude. Where's your attitude in the process of receiving the promise? And if your attitude is stinking attitude, then you're not really in faith. Because you're going to have to get, you're going to have to change your attitude. You're going to have to start praising and worshiping God in the process. You're going to have to start elevating the bigness of God, not the bigness of your problem. You're going to have to start pressing in and thanking God that, that it's already done by faith. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you. You're going to have to get your faith in the now. You're going to have to call those things that be not as though they were. I like what it says in, in Philippians 4, 11 and 13. It says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned whatever state that I am in is to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere. In all things I've learned both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. This is Paul. And he's saying that, you know, he's been in situations where he was living the high life. And he was living in high cotton, as they would say. Okay. And then, and then other times he was... Down in the dirt, if I may. And he, he said, but he dealt with all these. And then he says, he has learned. He's learned something. He, he's learned something. He learned that, to keep, that he was going to keep his attitude right when things weren't going wrong. And then he finally says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that, that scripture right there means that no matter what obstacle, no matter what setback, no matter the process of time, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. No matter what it looks like, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Listen, there, there's going to be three things that's going to cause us to lose our patience. Number one, we got to be very careful that we're not getting jealous of other people. Because the enemy will want us to look at what other people are doing, what they have, what they've obtained, and we can start getting comparative idleness, if, if that's the word. Comparative, not idleness, but I. Itis. <laughs> what does that mean? We, we start comparing ourselves with other people. And we start looking and calculating where we're at and where they're at. And, and, and we can start getting out and say, well, that's not right. They're, they're, listen, it's not over yet. Amen. It's not over yet. You know who won the, the race? It wasn't the hare. It wasn't the rabbit. It was the turtle. Because yes. he had jet engines in the back. No, it, it, it was the turtle that won the race. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the rabbit. That was a cartoon. You guys probably didn't catch it. But um, are you listening to what I say? The turtle won the race. Why? Because he kept steady and he stayed on track. The rabbit got all back and forth, went all around. And 
He said he thought he had it all together. No, no, you keep steady. You keep on track. You keep moving forward. Yes, it might be an inch at a time, but keep moving. Keep moving. Take one step after the other step. One step, and then pretty soon, you'll be walking through that door. You'll be in that promised land of milk and honey. You just got to keep moving. You need to keep moving. And as you move by faith, God will do it. Do you believe it today? So we need to be very careful about jealousy. We know that Cain and Abel, and you know, I, I love that story. And, and Cain and Abel, you know, Cain was jealous of Abel because Abel received the blessing. Glory to God. And, and, and we know that God said to, to Cain, you can be blessed too if you do right. But Cain didn't want to walk God's walk. He wanted to do it his way. And so he was jealous. He didn't want to do it. See, see, a lot of times we don't, we, we want shortcuts. People want shortcuts. Do I have to go to church? Do I have to read my Bible? Do I have to give my tithes? Do I have to witness? You don't have to do anything. But do you want to walk in the blessings? Then you, what you do is you develop a heart of love towards God and the things of God. And you start getting into God's program. Hello. And you start doing what God, what you believe God wants you to do. Hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And yes, you get to go to church. Because we could be in a communist country. And the Bible could be outlawed. And you don't know how blessed you are. And you don't know that some people are taking their very lives in their hands by trying to get to a meeting that God is being taught in. Taking their very lives. Of course, if you get to video, out in Virginia Beach, you might be taking your life. And, you know, I won't go there. But take it. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so you need, it's a privilege to come to church. It's a privilege to have a Bible that we just keep on a coffee table with a dust on it. No, it's a privilege to read your Bible. It's a privilege to pray. It's a privilege to have freedom. It's a privilege to walk and, and be a blessing to somebody else. That's, that's a privilege. What, what are you doing when you do all that? You're sowing good seed. And whatever you sow will come back. And I want to be a good seed sower. I want to make sure I'm sowing good seed into the kingdom of God. Because I want to reap a great harvest. And so if we don't grow weary in well-doing, in sowing good seed. In other words, if somebody is more blessed than you are, celebrate with them. And pretty soon, you will have that blessing too. But don't get in anger and curse them like Cain did to Abel. And he ended up leaving God, going his own way, doing his own thing. Number two, we got to be careful that, 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 that we don't lose our patience because we have unfulfilled expectations of what we believe people should be doing. Okay, that's a good one. Because the unfulfilled expectations will get you angry about what you think they need to be doing. Hello. Amen. You've got to pray for these people. Yes. And this guy, that uh, Todd White, you know, he came out of uh, 22 years of drugs. He treated his, his family like trash, but then God totally turned his life around. And then he started praying for everybody out there. And his wife started hating, hating him for it because now he's too religious. <laughs> Can you love God too much? You can. Especially if your spouse is not where, they, they, where you feel they need to be. 
Are you listening? Sometimes we feel like we have to throttle down in our faith. No, no, throttle up on your faith. Pray for your spouse. Sanctify your family with your faith. Start praying and believing that they're coming in to that greater level of spirituality that they need to be in. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so we have unfulfilled expectations. And those unfulfilled expectations get us, gets us into a place where we get out of patience and we get angry. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we need to be very careful about that, about being let down, glory to God. Number three, uh, we can lose our patience when we allow pride or arrogance to get in the way in our life. Amen. So we got to make sure that we don't allow pride, especially spiritual pride. We got to be very careful about spiritual pride. See, you might be a believer that you may believe you're doing everything right and the other person's doing everything wrong. Be careful. Because you may not be doing everything right. And sometimes we get this spiritual pride about us. And I call it the uppity, spiritual, Pharisaic, you know, attitude. And you start looking down on other people. And we, be very, we need to be very careful that we're not looking down on people. Amen. They, may not be, they may not have the calling you have. They may not have the anointing that you are going after. They may not want that. They may not want many crowns in heaven. They may not want to have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. Maybe you do. Maybe when you get to heaven, you're going to have that robe of righteousness instead of that gown of salvation barely making it in through the skin of your teeth. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to just barely make it into the kingdom of God. I don't want to just sit on my lazy boy and just sit around and just wait until God moves. No, it's time for the church to start moving. Amen. It's time for us to start moving forward. And a lot of times we're saying, God, I'm waiting on you to act. And God's waiting on you to act. Amen. And you've heard that before. I have been acting. Well, keep acting then. Amen. I've been speaking. Keep speaking then. Yes. Who told you to quit speaking? You keep speaking the word. No matter if the symptoms are getting worse, keep speaking the word. No matter if the circumstances are getting worse, keep praying the word. No matter what it looks like, keep doing it. Eventually, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. So as we, as we look at these things and as we, as we understand these, these things will come in to get us out of patience, which is designed to really get us speaking the wrong things, thinking the wrong things, acting the wrong way. In other words, it gets us in a place where we want to just quit. And listen, you got to go with that Bible scripture that says, don't grow weary in well-doing. If you faint not, you will reap the blessing. The Bible says, don't cast away your confidence for you, for you have need of patience so that after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. So we don't want to cast away our confidence. What do you mean, Pastor? Don't cast away your confidence in God. God's great. He's awesome. He's big. He can change it in a New York second. Man, he could flood this church with people right now. I mean, next Sunday, it could be standing room only. Are you ready for it? And am I ready for it? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Standing room only. You better have your head screwed on straight when all the blessings start dropping down. Because really, it's, it, it's, it, sometimes it's easier to serve God in the valley than on top of the mountain. Because when you're on top of the mountain, you start thinking you're all that in a bag of chips. And you better have your feet really solid to the ground. I like what uh, this one 
uh, minister, uh, he's not a minister, Casey, I think his name was, he, he did a, a talk show, radio, where he, he, showed, he played the top. He said, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. And we got to keep, anybody know what I'm talking about? And keep your feet on the ground and you got to keep reaching for, I know some of you got it. You keep reaching for the stars. In other words, we got to be balanced in who we are. Yes, in God, we're great in God. But outside of God or in our pride, we're nothing. And I'm telling you, his wife despised him. He became a new man, despised him because every time they would go out, talking about Todd White, go out, you know, to the store, he'd be witnessing everybody and praying for everybody. She says, you're an embarrassment to me. Only pastors should be doing that. Wow, would you like to have a wife like that? Why don't you curse God to die? You know, she didn't say that, but she was getting really negative. I won't ever go out with you in public again. And this guy loves God. He is a 180. And finally, one day, can I finish this story? One day, you know, she said, after nine months of not going out, boy, some of you men might love that. But anyway, uh, nine months of going out, shopping, she said, you always take too long. We're going out today. And so she, they went out and, uh, and, and, and he had his little girl. She was a seven-year-old girl. And, and he was going with her. She said, you have a debit card. I have a debit card. You, this is your list. This is my list. And we're going separate ways. You buy your stuff. And then a little girl said, Daddy, you're not going to witness today. She said, he said, of course we will. Mommy's over there. We're over here. So, you know. And so there's this lady in a wheelchair. And, and, and he said, and said ma'am. And he had a little girl who was with her. Maybe that was seven, eight-year-old little girl. Ma'am, would you like prayer? She said, I don't need prayer. I, I pray every night with the man on TV. And he said, well, you know, but you look like you could need some prayer. Let me pray for you. And she said, no, I, no, really. I don't need prayer. I pray all the time. She was kind of a little negative. And so he said, uh, he, he said, wouldn't you little girl like for you to play with her if you were up out of that wheelchair? And she got really mad at him. Like, what, how can you say? And then the little girl said, please, dad, please, my, uh, grandma, please let the man pray for you. Please let the man. She got, okay, pray for me. And so he prayed for her. Nothing. And he said, please get out. Try to get out. And she said, I can't. I'm in pain. He said, try to do something in faith. And she had surgery where she had two discs that were surged together. And she was really in a wheelchair. She couldn't really get out. But she tried to get up. As she got up the, and he started praying again the second time, uh, her, her back popped twice. Pop, pop. And she was totally healed. And she got up, and then and she got up, she said, I'm up. And then, and then the little girl said, run, mom, run, grandma, run. She said, okay, she started running, and she ran, and she was healed that day. And then the wife came and saw all this going on, and said, what are you doing? And, and then the lady said, I'm healed, and lifted up her shirt, and, sh and showed all the uh, surgery marks on her back, and the wife saw that, saw her husband, and, 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 and she had a God moment and broke down and started crying. Why? Because it's not about us. This thing isn't a, sometimes you thinking, this is all about me and my problem and what I'm going through. No, your problem is, is going to be your promotion. Your, your, your uh, misery is going to be your ministry. I like that. In other words, God's going to reveal something to you through what you're going through so that you can come out and be a mighty conqueror in that area. You believe that today? And I'm telling you, it was worth Todd White praying for a thousand people, seemingly not seeing anything. And that day, there was re 
reconciliation with that family and she said I won't ever stop what God wants to do in your life and she apologized broke down and, the, and they just broke down together brought unity to the house why when you start bringing unity with God and other people God will start bringing unity in your life and when you start bringing out and praying for people and seeing people blessed I said take the time most of us are too busy like I said, we're so wrapped up in ourselves, we're, that always makes a small package. And we need to stop being wrapped up in ourselves, amen? And we need to start getting out there and doing what God's calling us to do. Did you receive it this morning? We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.